Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 433 for the 7th of shot in a regular year. So I have a question for you guys. Does God talk? Does God speak? What do you think? So we've all heard stories of people saying that God spoke to them, right? Some of these people maybe were delusional, but that's what they experienced. They, that's what they felt. We also know that there were prophets throughout history who actually, we do describe that, that uh, we do believe that God actually spoke to them. Um, we see throughout the Torah, there are the statement, and God spoke, God said to Moshe, you know, uh, saying this, that's a very fr- famous um, phrase in that we find numerous times throughout the Torah is God s- spoke to Moshe, that God spoke to Moshe saying, Right. We also know that we've spoken about this before, that the way that God actually created the world was through speech, the 10 utterances of creation. So it seems from all of this that indeed God does speak. Right. But at the same time, have you or I actually heard the voice of God? What does that sound like even? What is that? When we talk about God's speech, is it the same thing as our speech? What? If not, why do we call it speech? If yes, why have none of us heard God speak before? So that all of this is going to be the topic of today's episode is, does God speak? If it's seemingly yes, God does speak. What is the speech of God? How do we define it as speech? Why do we call it speech? If it's obviously so different from human speech and all of that. So today we're actually going to be beginning a new chapter, chapter 21, and it's a really nice continuation from uh, the previous chapter that we learned in the past couple of episodes, chapter 20. Please go back and listen to those episodes if you haven't already, or go back and review. And what we discussed in those two episodes in chapter 20 was this idea of how it is that the uniqueness of God in terms of the way that he creates the world and what really differentiates him in the biggest way from the way from humans and the way that we create things is that first of all, God remains unchanging, unchanged by his creation. He does not remain affected versus anything that we do, anything that we create changes and affects us in some way. For God, he doesn't get affected. He doesn't get changed by his creations. He's the same as he was before he was created and after he was created. And we explained that the reason for this is because all of God's creations are considered to be not and nothing in comparison to him. And so yesterday we were describing this idea that as much as it is difficult for us to relate to this because we're not God and we're very different than God, obviously, we can kind of have a little bit of a semblance of understanding how all of this works through looking at our speech, through looking at the speech of man uh, as a sort of like a metaphor for the interplay of all of this. And we spoke about how our speech is really like when we say 
any particular word or any particular phrase, that speech is really nullified to us, to who we are on a deep level. And we went through a whole process of like really exploring the chain of events of how this happens and how uh, whatever it is that we're speaking is actually originating in the letters of speech that uh, that is sort of like our, our faculty of speech, which is like infinite in comparison to what it is that we actually speak and that speech is that faculty of speech is actually come from, coming from our thought and those thoughts are actually coming from our desire in our heart and the desire in our heart is actually coming from our mind which generates that desire like the recognition of the value of something is what makes us want it so we were kind of like led through this whole chain reaction process back uh, making us really recognize and come to the conclusion that our speech is really nothing in comparison to who we are. And so this can kind of give us a semblance of how it is that God, that God's creation, which God created through his speech, is really nothing in comparison to him. And just like we remain unchanged by our speech, like, you know, I'm, I'm speaking these words, but it doesn't essentially change who I am. It's it's similar to that in the same way that God creates the world, but it's just like his speech. It's not, it's not essentially who he is. It's like God's speech and him are not the same, just like my speech and me are not one and the same. But today we're going to really explore how as much as this is a really is a it's a really helpful analogy to help us understand God's process of creation, we have to also recognize that it is just an analogy. And ultimately, our speech and God's speech are not the same, and they're actually extremely different. And the essential difference between the two things is that when it comes down to it, even though yes, my speech is really like totally nullified and nothing in comparison to who I really am, my speech has some type of some kind of tangible maybe not tangible in the sense that you can actually touch it but it has some kind of existence apart from me i mean this podcast is a really good example of this right like i pre-record these episodes and then you're listening to it on a day like you know right now i'm, I'm recording the episode for the seventh of shvat but it's actually the first of shvat when i'm recording this episode it's a week in advance so interestingly when you're going to listen to this podcast I might be off doing something totally different. I might be sleeping. I might be eating. I might be doing something, you know, just living my life, but yet you're listening to my voice. So somehow my voice has this like separate, has taken on a separate existence than me. Sure, we can argue, you know, it's a recording of my voice. It's not actually my voice, but even just my voice, even if, I, if you're, you know, talking to me just in real time, there's my voice and there's me. There's the words I say and there's me. They're two separate things versus as we'll see when it comes to God, this separation is not there. It's not present. God is one and unified with his speech and there is no separate like entity separate existence um, of his speech apart from him. So let's see how the Ultra explains this. And again, for context, we're beginning today, uh, chapter 21 of Likutia Maram. And the Ultra begins by telling us very clearly that God's nature is not like the nature of man. So Again, we gave this really nice metaphor yesterday about man's speech versus, you know, which is really similar to God's speech in the sense that our speech is nullified to who we are and all that stuff. But when it comes to man, when a person speaks, says something, then this voice, their their voice, their breath, it appears to have a separate existence than the person. There's the person and then there's their voice. It's two different things, right? Versus when it comes to God, God's speech is not separate from him because as we've already learned, there is nothing separate from God. So God forbid that we should say that there's God and then his speech. His speech thus must be 
unified with him must be just connected with him in a very intimate way and not something separate from him. So thus, now we understand that God's speech is not, God forbid, like our speech. And this is similar, says the Altarba, to the idea of how it is that God's thoughts are not like our thoughts. And he brings a citation uh, to to uh, support this. This is from Yeshayahu chapter 55, verse 8, where it says, my, my thoughts are not like your thoughts. And also another citation, also from Yeshayahu chapter um 55 verse 9 right after that where it says that my ways are loftier than your than your ways so meaning to say that it's like you know this Yeshayahu is teaching us that god's thoughts are not like our thoughts and the altar is saying just like god's thoughts are not like our thoughts so too is god's speech unlike our speech so then the question comes up if God's speech is really unlike our speech, why do we call it speech? Like, that seems weird. Give it another name. Say it's God's uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, <laughs> like something else, right? Um, so why do we call it speech? So the altar explains, he says, when we use the word speech, we're actually just using it as by way of parable. So meaning to say that there's something about uh, human speech that we can understand allegorically. It can teach us something about God's speech. It sort of works in this like allegorical fashion. fashion. So what what does human, hum, what's the purpose of human speech? Why do we speak? What are we doing when we're speaking? Is we're speaking, we're revealing to the listeners something which is concealed in our thoughts, right? So it's like the whole idea, like there's these like science fiction books and movies about this idea where we're all going to read thoughts and it's, we're just going to live in this like ESP kind of place and we will just sit around all day and like listen to each other each other's thoughts so we're not living in that reality right now anyways so if you're with a friend if you're with a loved one or if you're with anybody really if you want to let them know what it is that you're thinking you have to speak the speaking is what reveals your thoughts to whoever it is that you're with so this is similar to what god does so when God wants to reveal his light and his vitality to uh, from out of concealment into revelation, which is really what's involved in creating the worlds, like what is it, what are worlds? Worlds are a revelation of God, you know, of godliness. Um, this is called speech. So this is this is why we say that this is the idea of speech. And this is like, now we can understand the 10 utterances through which the world was created. It's that it, it makes a lot of sense because if we're now defining speech or we're understanding speech to be revealing that which is uh, usually concealed, then we can understand that this is the idea. This is why the world was actually created through God's quote unquote speech. And so too, not only the creation of all the worlds, but also uh, the whole Torah and Nevi'im and Ketuvim, like the entire Tanakh, that uh, when we say that the Nevi'im, like, how do we have the Tanakh? How do we have the Torah, the Nevi'im, and the Ketuvim? We have it all written down because the prophets wrote it down and they received this revelation through God. And this is why the revelation actually came down through speech, through letters, through words that we find in these holy books. Um, so again, it's like God's speech is similar to our speech in the sense that it reveals what is otherwise what would otherwise be concealed, but it's different than our speech in the sense that our speech has a kind of life of its own uh, versus for God, it does not. For God, his speech is one with himself. Now, a way that we can kind of understand this, this unity of God's speech within himself is actually, again, looking at ourselves, but not necessarily in terms of manifest speech, but in terms of when we think about the the level of speech that, and thought that's found within ourselves, 
um, before we actually reveal it into into uh, revelation, before we actually speak the words out loud. So when it's found in our mind, right? So there's, again, going back to that process of like before we actually say anything, how is it that I'm able to say these words? Because somewhere in my mind, I'm formulating, it's happening really quickly, but I'm formulating these words into sentences, um, the letters into words that become sentences. And it's coming from my mind because my mind knows these ideas. Like I go and I study the Tanya, the Tanya is in my mind. I figure out a way that I want to give it over to you guys. And then that gets translated into speech. So the speech part is what's manifest to you guys. And the speech part is what is manifests as something separate from me but in uh, um but within myself before i've actually spoken the words out loud before i've actually given over my thoughts then the speech and thoughts are actually unified within myself right and they're either unified within my mind where it is that i'm think that i that i'm like these thoughts are originating from and the speech is originating from or you could say that they're originating in my heart so it's like if i uh if i want to say certain things if i want to communicate certain things it's going to be found in my heart and even in that place also it's going to be unified with me so these are sort of the two, two channels by which speech comes about my speech when i when i am speaking words it's either coming from a place of intellect where there's an idea that i've come to understand and i want to express that idea over to you guys uh or there's just i have this like want this this really strong desire to communicate something maybe it's an emotional thing and i just i need to tell you how i feel you know uh in that case it's going to be coming from my heart so in both of those cases though then before the speech actually becomes manifest uh into and and gets expressed into real time into the world then the speech is and and the thoughts are actually connected with me are connected to their their source, whether it's in my mind or whether it's in my heart. And so this is a way that we can kind of understand God's speech. This is the conclusion here is that for God, when we talk about God's speech, it's, uh, we call it speech because it is just like our speech. It's a revelation of something going on on the inside with God. But unlike our speech, it actually never leaves the inside of God. So it's sort of like the level of speech where, where for us, it's like happening on the inside before it actually manifests to the outside so god's speech never leaves the inside because god's speech there's nothing apart from him which means it's it's always happening inside of god so it's it's really hard to grasp this because it's it's sort of uh it's 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 beyond our comprehension to really grasp it fully because we're in this experience of god's speech we're all being created something for nothing all the time through god's speech and it's this weird kind of like paradox of like so we aren't God, we are God's speech, right? But God's speech is one with him. So there's nothing apart from God. And it's, this is the best, this is the idea in Hasidus is like these ideas, really understanding God is, is ultimately beyond our comprehension. But yet we try as best as we can to kind of stretch the, our intellect to the limits, to its limits to try to give us this appreciation for godliness um, and for God as much as we can. So this is, is this is what it is. So in conclusion, does God talk? Yes, he does. But when we say talk or speech, it's sort of like a bar borrowed term. And it's, uh, and it's sort of like our speech, but it's not exactly the same thing. And it's important to understand the differences between our speech and God's speech. So that's it for today. And we'll continue along these lines tomorrow. And I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzhak Ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. 
If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.